to Rambling Runoff. I am your host, Robert Rios. Yes, yes, once again, back to you on the ones and twos. Ready to give you the sports news y'all need to hear. In my opinion, at least. But uh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff to unpack today. And I hope you guys are ready. Especially because there's another, another special episode. Not just because we're going into the month of February now. But because we got a very special guest returning. An originator. One of the bright minds that came up with this concept for this podcast. One of my bestest friends in the world. Everybody, unless you're driving, give a round of applause for Mr. Danny Tan. Danny, say what's up to the people once again. What up, world? Yeah, yeah. You ain't got to do all that, Robert. Well, I had to hype you up. I mean, <laughs> we had to do a good intro. What do you mean, bro? You already forgot how it was. <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah, it's good to be back. Man, thank you. I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad you're back. Hopefully, we can have you back a lot more times. You feel? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, I mean, luckily, um, Danny, I know you've been doing some stuff recently, so obviously I know going through this new year, we had the holidays as well. I wasn't going to hit him up and see what he was doing, but uh, yeah, man, uh, and then to everybody else, we got a, a lot to unpack. Uh, we'll get into Danny in a bit, but uh, just to let everybody know, uh, we're going over some NHL All-Star um, I guess recap, <laughs> some Pro Bowl information. The Pro Bowl just happened. Oopsie, I forgot to mention that last time. Uh, and we also got some NBA whip around, um, some news updates in there. Uh, a lot of stuff happened in the NBA very recently, by the way. And we're also on, uh, what do you want to call it, Danny? Like, point watch with LeBron James? Yep. Uh, yeah, LeBron watch. We're on goat watch. We'll see what it is. Yeah, so we're going to keep tabs on that as of this recording. Uh, in the warm-up, uh, like I always say, the warm-up's always a crapshoot. So I was like, what can we do to warm-up? And then I was like, well, in the English Premier League, Man City is about to get heavily penalized for spending too much. But we're not just going to just focus on them. We're going to talk about a little bit of spending specifically with teams and other sports all across the world. So we're going to go into that. And of course, always at the rundown at the very end, we're going to talk about Whatever else we couldn't talk in the main portion of the show. So stick around to hear what we got. But uh, yeah, we got all that to unpack today. Danny, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty damn good myself. Oh, yeah, what man. about you, Robert? I mean, I'm, I'm chilling. I mean, it's kind of cold where I'm at right now, but I think I'm going to survive. But I'm just glad to have you back on the show. It's been a hot minute. I mean, how have you been? It's been a minute. Um, I'm doing all right. Yeah. Has some stuff going on, but just grinding and moving. Has anything new or interesting happened in your life? New or interesting? Hmm. Um, not much. Well, I guess since I last been on, um, I'm in the same fantasy league. I'm number two currently, so I'm doing pretty well. Um, not much. Been picking up golf again after a little bit of a break. So it just been working basically. Yeah. It's been working grinding. <laughs> nothing nothing too spectacular to note. I mean it'd be like that sometimes, but I feel like that's like everybody. It's just hard to find like interesting things to be like, Oh yeah, I did this last week, but it's like, well, how am I supposed to do stuff when I just go to work or drive home every day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Work eats up so much of my time. 
No, dude, I feel you, dude. I remember at my old job. I mean, you remember? I'm always telling my like, dude, I have no time for nothing. Like, this is not what I wanted. This, this, this yeah. ain't it, bro. Yep. It was not pushing. Man, me I wish I could work from home, man. I mean, I used to do that at some point when I was in college. It was okay. <laughs> when I used to work at the newspaper. Yeah. I mean, it was alright. It was just very long nights, so it was always a crapshoot. So it was whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if Someday, I could, someday. I would take the extra stress to work from home. But <laughs> someday you'll make your uh, four figures and you can maybe dictate where you work. At least. Yeah. Yeah. So you need That'd five nice. figures or six figures to yeah. be like, all right, I'm working from home today. Yep. Would be nice, man. It would be nice. Yeah, you want yeah. to know what else would be nice? If we started rambling about some sports, how about that? Hell yeah, let's jump into it. Alright, man. So, as I mentioned previously in the start of our show, uh, it's not two separate... It's a two-for-one two topic today. Because I was like, well, I, I promised everybody I watched some NHL hockey. And I'm like, okay, I'll watch it a little bit. But also, I should also admit, I goofed up. And we have some omissions. I, here's the first one, which was... And it's not totally my fault. Is that the NFL, in my opinion, purposely downgraded, not downgraded, purposely did anti-publicity stuff for the Pro Bowl this year because I totally forgot about it, if I'm being honest with everybody. Like, I, I think I had mentioned a while back the Pro Bowl selection, but I never really did any, like, research or, like, anything to, like, look up about the Pro Bowl itself, I just knew, oh, well, they're going to play dodgeball and there's going to be a flag football game. Like, that was, like, the extent of what I knew about it. So, oopsie-doopsie. But um, before we get to the Pro Bowl, which we will talk about a bit, and Danny, I have some questions for you in regards to that. Uh, we'll go over some NHL. Um, the All-Star game just passed by, which I did, I did see a tad bit of it. It was very quick, in my opinion. Um... So, the first day, it was the skills challenge. They had uh, multiple and interesting activities and events that the All-Stars competed in. Um, there was, like, the 10D tandem, fastest skater, uh, hardest shot, breakaway, which, more or less, they all kind of were simple in mind. I would say that 10D tandem one was kind of weird. Uh, I was a little confused. Uh... But, uh, yeah, um, just to kind of run through uh, what occurred, I guess the Tiny Tandem was, like, it was, like, this weird, like, group game where, I guess, you had one person, you had two goalies, and then, I guess, they had other team members, like, one goalie would shoot the puck down the all full ice field, or court, whatever you want to call it, full ice shot, had to at least make it on goal or into the actual center of the goal in order for his teammates to try to shoot a shot uh, to the opposing goalie. I know it, it makes more sense when you watch it, but it was interesting to me. Um, also, the fastest skater, dude. Danny, the fastest guy skate, and Andre, I have no idea how to say his last name. Gosh damn it. Andre. Should I give it a shot? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Andre Shevashkinik. No, I don't know. That's... Well, I mean, you see in our notes, he, he skated at 13.699 seconds, which is just 
insane, bro. That's insane. How how far was the distance? He, he just skated around the rink, around the ice. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I think it was like a lap and a half or so. But yeah, it was pretty quick. The first guy that went up, dude, he ate shit. <laughs> he, he went around the corner, dude. I think they should have these guys wear, wear their helmets because he went around one of the corners. He was like on the right side, like the flat, like the shorter side of the rink. And he was going to make the turn. And he like, I don't know what happened. His skate like slipped from underneath him. And oh, dude, God, luckily he like was able to like position his leg. Like they had padding on some of the sides, but not like above, like high on the board. Like it was on the bottom, oh, on the no. ice. So like if you slid, you could protect yourself. But luckily he, he like moved his legs. So I think his legs took more of the impact. But like, dude, if he was going any faster and didn't protect himself, he would have hit his head super duper hard on the board. God damn, man. Oh yeah, he hit his Why head. Why would they not he, give him protection? I don't know. I mean, it's an all-star game. It's just all in fun, you know? But yeah, it was like, oh, yeah. shit. Like, yeah, he, he almost ate it. Damn. But yeah, dude, if you if you watch the Andre Shrikhnavogkov, that was my poor attempt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> if you watch the video that I posted on our Instagram or anywhere on YouTube, dude, with his, like, hair, he had, like, short, long hair. Dude, his jersey is what? Like, dude, it's, like, flapping in, like, the wind, bro. That's how fast he was going. I was damn. like, damn. I was like, dude, you gotta need a chill, bro. Like, I've gone ice skating. Damn. I mean, I'm not very good at it, but dude, he could... Pr and the time that it takes me to go around the not the ice, he could probably go around it like four times. Oh, man. Yeah, it'll probably take me 13 <laughs> minutes to take a lot. <laughs> no, yeah, dude. It was pretty gnarly. Um, And the hardest shot, we had uh, Elias Peterson uh, he, uh, basically it was, they lined up a shot and they hit the puck as hard as they could. Um, his miles per hour for shot came in at, at a whopping 103.2 miles per hour. God damn! Yeah, dude, he hit it pretty hard, so. It was pretty cool. Uh, I mean, it was probably the most, like, simplest thing you could watch from there and understand, so. I found it interesting. Um. Man, that's insane. No, yeah, no, I, I know, right? Um, let me see. I had a stat. Oh, what did I do with it? Duh, 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 duh. Oh, man, did I lose it? I think I did. Gosh dang it. Uh, I believe it said that he was the second Swedish player to win this event back-to-back. -back. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Back-to-back? -back. Yeah, dude. So, it was a good one. Uh... Sorry, I can't. I, I guess. Can't, yeah, that's all I remember from it. Dang, why did I put it in the notes? Gosh damn it. Anyways, <laughs> I always do that. There's always like one or two things I forget to write down in my notes. Yeah. It'd be like that. Well, the fact, but then you forget when it's time to record. Yeah, I know, right? Um, moving on, we have, we had Nick Suz Suzuki. I uh, picked up the W in the Chipotle NHL pitch and puck, which was basically like golf, but they used um, uh, hockey hockey sticks. <laughs> <laughs> That's I know, funny. kind of, of anticlimactic, but it was very, um, oh, what's the, what's the golf movie with Adam Sandler? I'm blinking out. Happy uh, Gilmore. Happy Gilmore? Yeah. yeah. So, like, the one, like, thing that they showed to the guy, he was putting with a hockey stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know you're What, what is he, he's a, as, like, a pool cue or something like that? No, no, no. Yeah. That's just oh, a yeah. montage. Oh, yeah, 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 You're right, actually. I do remember that. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I also... think that's in the montage. <laughs> yeah, it is in the montage. Um, there was also the breakaway challenge, which was, um, 
Honestly, it was kind of weird. It was kind of like one of those like slam dunky type of competitions where you could bring like any like little gimmicky or you know family friendly type of thing. Um, Alvy Jr. with his ten straight across. Wait, what? What happened? Wait, they're not right. Oh no, Alex Ovechkin. The heck? And Sidney Crosby teaming up with Ovechkin's son Sergey. Okay, there we go. Basically, it was just like I think it was supposed to be kind of like a like a back and forth type of thing where like you pass the puck to each other as fast as you can and who shoots it the best. Yeah. And uh yeah, Alex Ovechkin brought out his son and his son scored the goal. Oh, that's crazy. Well, his son's like 5 years old, so the goalie kind of let him <laughs> the, I'm being I'm being straight up. The goalie let him five hole him, so Yeah, yeah. that was cool. I mean, what are you going to do? He's 5 years old. Yeah, or I don't know how, but he was I mean, he was way smaller than me and you, so yeah. yeah. Um. Really quick. Uh. Yeah. They also had shooting accuracy, which is basically all uh, how it sounds. They had like uh. Have you ever played like FIFA, where they have like the trash cans or the targets on the goals? That yeah. Was basically that, where they had two goals side by side, and the fast. Basically, they were they were racing. Slash, they were trying to hit the targets, but also do it as fast as they can. Uh, the winner was that of that competition was Brock Nelson. Dude, on the final one, dude, I think the guy, I think, I think technically the guy that he was competing against in the final beat him. Like, he hit more of the, no, dang, I forgot how they explained it, but he, he, I think the guy he beat didn't hit all the targets completely, even though he did it faster. So Brock Nelson was given the, the win. He beat out Ooh, Nazim um, Kadri, I think. I think that's what it was. Damn, it's not a little bit of controversy. He hit all four targets in 12.419 seconds. Damn. Yeah, dude. He hit them, like, super-duper fast. Um, And then, I guess to wind down, um, I was going to do stats on this, but because it's, it, it, it's suffering from what other All-Star games are starting to suffer from, where you're like, oh, like, fan voting and you get your favorite player or the best players in there and it's like okay it's like high scoring no defense type of thing so just to yeah. say it out loud uh there is the so basically um if you guys don't remember from previous episode i did kind of explain how it worked they changed it up it's not one big game it's three games in which it's the west and the eastern conferences and then there's the central division and the uh, um the pacific division mm-hmm. And then the then there's the Eastern was the Atlantic Division and the Metropolitan Division, so the Central Division picked up the W against the Pacific Division, winning four six six to four, and then in the Eastern Conference semifinal the Atlantic Division beat the Metropolitan Division, ten to six, bro. How many times do you see that in in like even in soccer, hockey or soccer, just a high scoring, like thromping. But at the end of the day, the Atlantic Division did defeat the Central 7-5. So, yeah. I mean, all in all, I did enjoy it. Uh, I did have to kind of freshen up on my hockey um, knowledge. Uh, I know I did go to a hockey game recently, but uh, I don't remember the rules all the time. So, um, yeah. <laughs> That's a thing. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was all right. Danny, have you ever, watched, ever been to a hockey game? I've never been to a hockey game. I've been ice skating. But nothing more than that. I've been on the ice. I haven't watched them skate on the ice. Haven't seen any miracles on ice. Yeah. 
I like how that's the only thing you know. Merkel on that. <laughs> I know Mighty Ducks. I like Kings. San Diego Sharks. Or is it, no, San Jose Sharks, yeah. You just quoted two different things, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Mighty Ducks and Miracle are two different things, but close enough. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> but yeah, um, good to know. Um, do you have anything that... I know you didn't get to add much on the hockey, but do you have anything to add about the NHL All-Star game? Um, Which I no, know you totally saw. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely saw that. But uh, I, <clears throat> the only thing I gotta add is, you know, exactly what you're saying. You know, all star voting across all sports, top to bottom, is moving in that direction. You know, offense for any sports or scoring for any sport really dictates, you know, who gets all those all star votes and whatnot. It's not really, uh, an MVP or like the best player there on each team type of thing. It's just who's most popular or who's been able to score most that season. Um, that's a shame as moving in that direction, but that's what it is. I'm glad you said that because in the second part of our first segment, which is, which I said earlier was NHL and the Pro Bowl, the NFL Pro Bowl, I feel like they suffered from that, but I'll give them the benefit of doubt because this was the first year that they did like a newer version of the Pro Bowl because, um, the past like couple seasons in the Pro Bowl, They've been a bust. Like, you watch, like, the competitions and activities, they always kind of come and go. Like, they're always different. But the game itself just became, like, two-hand touch where it's like, okay, like, mm-hmm. these guys are being competitive, but they're making it look uncompetitive where they're not tackling. They're not doing anything crazy, you know? They're not running down, like, the field at full speed, like, most of the time. So that's what they tried to rectify this year. Uh they added a bunch of new activities, like I said, and then uh, they also the the game itself was just turned into a, a flag football game, which was divided up into three sections. So basically, they kind of did like they kind of integrated all everything all together. So instead of just like oh this one player won longest throw or best accuracy, they did like AFC versus NFC, in which they all had coach and everything. So for the AFC, they had Peyton Manning. And for the NFC, they had Eli Manning, who was in charge of their respective squad. So um, for the Pro Bowl games, which was what they were called, um, basically each conference was competing for points. So every time they won a competition, they get like two or three points for that competition. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's like kind of like a field day. Yeah. So basically the, the conference with the most points is the winner. And then you get they would gain more points. From scoring touchdowns in the flag football games. Ah, uh, I get it. So, because uh, I think what it was, dang it, I didn't write this down again. Gosh damn it. I think the, the, the score going into the actual flag football game was 9-3 to AFC, I think. Correct me damn. if I'm wrong. No, well, that's what I'm saying. They had only done, like, three or four, like, like, competitions. So, like, they had the passing accuracy, which I think the a- AFC one. Dang it. And then, um, which was just, like, the quarterbacks throwing at targets. So they had, like, a drone, like, flying a, a target in the air and whatnot, and, like, carts with, like, targets on them. You know, right? Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. Then they had something called lightning round, which is basically water balloon toss. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, punting and receiving. So they would just shoot a ball up into the air, and the AFC would send, like, three or four guys up, 
and each one would have to catch a ball. But here's the thing: they would catch a ball, right? As long as they didn't drop it, you weren't you you were able to keep going. So they would catch a ball, mm-hmm. and they would switch. But so the guy, let's say me and you were playing, right? I caught the ball, then it's your turn, then it's the next guy's turn. But here's the thing: that one ball that you caught, you have to hold on to it and then catch a second ball. Ah, huh, interesting. And they did that three times. Yeah. So basically, it was the damn. So you had to be yet. You, you had two balls on your person. You had to grab another one. Yes. Damn. So That's that hard. was kind of interesting. Um, yeah. They, they also did. Um, well, I'm gonna go out a little bit out of order because I want I want to talk about it with you real quick. They did dodgeball. So basically, they did yeah. uh, NFC offense. They did NF. Basically, they did like NFC versus NFC, and AFC versus AFC, but they divided it between offense and defense. So they had a NFC mm. offense versus NFC defense and AFC offense versus AFC defense. And that's how they decide, all right, what AFC team and what NF- NFC team is going to play against each other. And the winner was the uh, NFC offensive team. And then in oh, this awesome. one, like, they did the longest drive, which is a, a pre-recorded contest, by the way, obviously. Uh, Makes sense. They went out to a golf range. And I know you love some golf, Danny. Yeah, and I, I gave you one homework assignment to do before yep. we started. And I watched it. And what did you think of it? Basically, they had basically it was longest drive wins the points for their conference. What did you think of it, Danny? Yep. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> it was pretty fun to watch. Um, you know, it was clear they had a couple of guys. I don't know how they picked those players to to participate in the event, but they had a couple of guys who seemed like you know they never even had a golf club in their hand before. Um, did anything of the kind, but you know it was pretty entertaining. Uh, <clears throat> of course, the two widest guys on there hit the longest drives, but uh, <laughs> it was really, really cool because even you know it's just athleticism. You know these these people. It seems like you know they typically don't play golf or you know they do so leisurely. They hit some incredible drives. I think on average, most of them were hitting like two ninety, yeah. something like that, which is awesome. I would just like to also point out that although you're you're saying oh they they look like they never even hold a, a club before, which you are correct because uh, do you not see there is small vignettes where they're like oh up next like for example if it was you you'd be like up next we have Danny Tan and you'd be like hi I'm Danny Tan I play for the Los Angeles Rams and I just looked up YouTube videos on how to hit a golf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think a couple I saw I, I don't remember their names but there was like two three players that said that yeah but even then you know they. They hit a couple of bombs, you know. They weren't straight down the line, so they, I guess they didn't count because they, oh, they didn't yeah. land on the field. But yeah, you know, just straight athleticism and strength. You know, they're able to really hammer those balls. Hello. Hello. Hello, Danny. Where are we there? Hello. Uh-oh. Hello, do we have connection issue? Jeez. Hello, hello? Alright, we're back. Hello, did you hear me? Did we, did we lose connection yep. there? Yeah. No, we got a little bit of a technical difficulty. No, I'm just kidding. I think my one of my cables got loose, so it came off. But it's okay, we can keep rolling. We can keep that in. Okay. <laughs> All right, let me let me clap again so you can no, find all, it again. No, it's all good. Okay. I think Three, everyone's two, just one. Heard... <laughs> you don't have to do that. We're, I'm keeping this in, by the way. 
You put the whole thing in? I think everyone just probably heard the, the, the cable disconnection go off, but it's all good. I mean, I said some stuff in the middle. No, they can I hear mean, you. What? They couldn't hear me. Oh, okay. Ooh, whoops. But, <laughs> but it's but all good. Real quick, as we speak, LeBron has scored 10 points. He is 26 points away from the scoring title. Can he not do that right now? Can he, he like, wait, like... Not, can you not do it now? So like my, my so I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. It's live. What can I say? All right, it's all good. But uh, yeah. Um, moving on. There was like a couple other events. There was like best catch video. They had uh, Stefan Diggs. He caught like three balls in the in the pool. He caught, he caught a ball in one hand. He was laying down on a on a floaty. He caught one ball with one hand, and then caught another ball with his other hand, and then he caught another ball with his legs. But uh, I think the best one was probably uh, dang, I forgot. Uh, certain. So basically, he had a Matt Liner. So he went down to uh, downtown Las Vegas, and he, like there was like that zip line thing, Danny. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. So him and the Broncos mascot rode down the zip line, and uh, very famous Hall of Fame, well, should be Hall of Fame quarterback Matt Liner threw up passes to him while he was zip lining. I don't know how many times they attempted it. They only showed two attempts, the one fail and the one make. But I think that was pretty impressive. I think the one that won was the Amon Ross St. Brown one. He was, I think he cheated because he did two. He did one where he like walked on like floaties and then he caught the ball. And then he did another one where he jumped off a trampoline and did a front flip and then caught the ball. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I did see mixed reviews on that because basically they're like, dude, I could have done that in my backyard with my... 12 year old <laughs> i'm like bruh but i mean i thought it was okay uh i guess moving on with the the flag football game it was okay uh oh, here we go. yeah yeah there we go the, the game's going into sunday for the flag football game was nine to three after th winning three of the four skills competitions that were held on thursday night so yeah after winning duh, 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 duh. yeah i think the nfc was winning so no the afc excuse me so basically, the NFC came back. Um, some stats I found interesting: Kirk Cousins, uh, who led several last-minute game-winning drives for the Vikings in 2022, had one more comeback in him. The veteran quarterback went 15 of 19 for 150 yards and three touchdowns in the third and decisive flag football game as the NFC pulled out a 35 to 33 win. Uh, it looked cool. I mean, there was one big hit. Uh, Rams, Ramsey, <laughs> it was by accident though. He accidentally tackled a guy out of bounds, but it's because like. He tried grabbing someone's flag, and the other dude pitched it, and he ran into the other guy, and just oh no, hit stick them. It wasn't that bad. It was just goofy. Uh, Derek Carr had a good game. Uh, he went for six of twelve for 100 yards, 104 yards with two touchdowns, and an interception. And in what was his final game, most likely at Alli Allegiance Alliant Stadium as a Raider. Uh, he hit uh, Bengals wide wide out Jamar Chase deep for a score before connecting with Bills tight end. Uh, Dawson Knox on what was the AFC's final touchdown. And then uh, finally, first-time Pro Bowler Geno Smith threw five touchdowns in leading the NFC to win in the fir first flag football game of the day. The Seahawks quarterback threw two touchdown passes to C.D. Lamb that included the game-winning score with one second remaining. Smith went 14 of 16 for 239 yards. Lamb led all wideouts with 102 yards on six catches. Winding down now on this topic, I just like to point out, although they've always changed it 
and uh, I'm not gonna say sit here and say this was the greatest thing ever. This was a, a giant spectacle. They did have a giant crowd on hand at the stadium. I do think this needs some improvement in regards to why should we care. Um, I am team. I am. I would say I'm for the players having a good time and picking what they want to do. But as a spectator, you kind of do want to find some investment. I don't know, Danny. How do you feel? Um. I don't know. Yeah, it, you're right. It it is tough to really get into like those games unless you really have, you know, like a dog in the fight, you know, something like that. But it rarely ever happens like that unless you, you know, you're die, you're ride or die with a certain player or something, and you really want to see something win. Like I don't think that the NFL divisions are rivals like that where the people really care about it in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, because I mean, like that's how, that's why they ended up changing it. Because like they're like we're not even tackling, they're not making big plays. It's just like whatever. I mean, you could tell some of the guys out there were like, oh, like, like they were struggling, like they're they're actually trying. And I mean, mm-hmm. I know you didn't get to see it, but Peyton Manning, dude, he was livid. He really? was livid at the end of the game. There was controversy. Really. So. I don't know the exact rules for flag football, which they of course they did seven v seven, so it's like actual like rules and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I guess you're not allowed to run the ball, or I guess this also includes taking a knee, like within five yards of the end zone, which is what the end, which is what the I think the NFC did, and Peyton Manning, who by the way has been coaching, like I think one of his kids, I think the daughter, I don't know, one of his kids is playing flag football. And he coaches the kids' team, and I guess because he knows the the rule, like you're not allowed to run the ball within like five yards. And I guess one of the the NFC players asked the the ref, like, "Hey, can I take a knee?" And I guess they told him yes, thinking like, "Oh, no one's gonna care." Oh no! Oh, Peyton Manning was pissed. He's like, "Hey, oh. that's a that's a penalty." He's like, "He's not allowed to run the ball." And he's like, I asked if I and I heard someone like and like even like they have the field speakers. Someone said, "I asked if I could take a knee." And the referee was trying to shake his hand, like, dude, the game's over, like, bruh. I'm like, it's already too late. <laughs> yeah, like, too late. And you see the, the clock ticking down. I'm like, oh, that sucks. I think he, like, they were taking it serious, or they were having fun with it, but, you know, you still want it to be regulated yeah. and officiated properly still. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, you, you got some fireworks in there, but I think they still, I think the NFL still has some some modifying to do because yeah i was seeing some comments and they were not very nice like dude we still watch people do bench presses and longest throw and we got people doing water balloon toss like well for one (laughs) you're not the one doing it and two like you're not even playing so you're not you're not necessarily you may have bought a ticket to go see them play and that your your 30 dollars may or may have not have gone to the player but you're not signing off on their paycheck so you could go complain to the players then. Don't complain to the league, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, do you have anything else to add on this, Danny? Um, yeah, I mean, maybe that the Pro Bowl has to do some... I mean, I think they did it before where, you know, it's more player-led. Like, you do kind of like a... You know, I can only relate it to the NBA, but like a team captain draft where, you know, you, you have the pool of... The, of uh, you know, your all-star Pro Bowl players, and you're able to draft them within that so you can get something a little more interesting. They did that um, one Get year. people more invested. 
Yeah, it, you know, the NBA did it for a couple years as well. I forgot but. who they did it with, but yeah, they had like a whole ass draft and everything. Oh, yeah, I think it was with, with the, one of the Mannings. I don't I don't remember, remember who that, it was but. either, but yeah, it was basically kind of like, they did basically got like a bunch of like NFL celebrities and they basically did fantasy draft in real life. And that's how they did the Pro Bowl that year. Dang, I forgot about that. I'm glad you strung up my yeah. memory. But yeah, I think maybe they should go build it something similar. Just not have fans yeah. vote because it, it's always a crapshoot. Yeah, the f- fan votes are always so bad. I mean, we can get into it a little more when we talk about NBA, but you know, it's just horrible. Yeah, which I mean, I'm I'm good on, on my Pro Bowl NHL All Star talk. Are you ready to talk some some basketball around the court? Oh hell yeah! yeah. Alrighty then. So yeah, this is another reason why I love having Danny on the show because he loves himself some basketball. So, Mr. Danny Tan, um. I know you know I like me some b-ball, not too much as much as you you like it, but it has mm-hmm. been a while since we've heard your basketball knowledge. So Danny, you you probably know better than I. What's going on in the NBA, and in the summary of sorts, who is the best team right now in the NBA? Well, the best team in the league right now, as it stands, is the Boston Celtics. Disappointingly, as an LA native. Boston Celtics with a record of 38 and 16, but they're being chased by the Milwaukee Bucks and the Denver Nuggets, who have very similar uh, standings. Um, but both in the East and the West, there's only a, a handful of teams that are close to the top, and those top teams are not very far from each other. Um, from first to sixth place um, is the biggest uh, difference in the in the East, the Boston Celtics with 38 wins and the Miami Heat with 29 wins, but up until fifth place with the Brooklyn Nets, there's only about a six-game difference. You know, something so small, we're a little bit past halfway through the season, but, you know, everything is so close. Um, In the West, everything is even closer. Uh, The Denver Nuggets, uh, again, with 37 wins, but everything after, you know, third place, um, the Sacramento Kings, there are only a handful of games from third place to outside of the play-in where the Lakers are at 13th place. It is only a five-game difference approximately. Yeah, so basically any team could go on a hot streak and go from like last to first, basically. Yes, yeah. I, I think the official difference is 12 games um, to win and lose for, for a comfortable uh, switching spots. But, I mean, it's still so close. We've got so many games left. Um, you know, the West is wide open. I think the East is a little more decided. Yeah. Um, those in the plane are in the plane and everyone outside is really on the outside looking in. Um, but then again, those outside looking in teams in the East and West are, excuse me, only a handful of games in between there. No, I mean, I'm looking at the standings as well. Like in the West, for example, I would say it's a little bit closer. Um, I think the better teams are in the East, like just looking at the records. But, like, yep. basically, the, the three teams looking, like I said, the outside looking in, you got Portland, Thunder, and the Lakers, who could all, if they go on a, on a win streak, can make it into the play-in games. And if they really want to, after the All-Star break, you know, make it into the top six. So, if they want, like I said, basically, they would have to go on, on like, a streak, a win streak, or, you know, just... Hard consistency of wins back to back with the loss here and there, 
they could yep. turn it around. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, the, you know, we don't want to harp on the Lakers too much, but, you know, just even down to, well, the Rockets and Spurs have no chance, but... The Rock. Oh um, no! Yeah, that's no, why the oh, Lakers that's why are I the said, Thunder. Oh, that's why I didn't mention their name either. By the way, that's why I said. Yeah. That's why I said Lakers, Thunder, and Portland, and then I guess the teams in yeah. the East. It would be well, same thing. You're you're getting rid of the bottom two. For the East, it's the the Magic, the Wizards, and the Raptors who are on the outside and could just get like three, four wins, and they could be in the playing game at least. Yeah, exactly, and you know something like four to six wins, and they can secure themselves. You know, the sixth seed, everything is so close, both in the East and West. Yeah, I mean, we'll just have to see what happens after the All-Star break, because, and, like, most of the sports, too, like, especially, like, in baseball, it's always after the, the All-Star game where it's like, all right, who's going to get hot and who's going to get cold, which does happen, where not even just teams, oh, players yeah. themselves, where, for example, Matt Kemp, uh, when he returned to L.A., he was on fire. And then after the All-Star game, went ice cold yep i mean this happened last year the boston celtics um they didn't have a great start last year but you know they really rallied they had a little bit of a streak before and they really rallied after the all-star game to make it to you know the nba finals so you never know what teams could pull off a run you know this year teams that were expected to go much higher you know like the clippers um with Kawhi healthy uh the Mavs, uh, with with Doncic just getting what he wants, but losing Brunson, you thought they would be doing much better, but they're still holding their own in the five seed. The Suns, you know, two years ago in the NBA Finals, are, are in the six seed. You know, some some so some teams that are, you know, disappointing can still you know very much secure the playoff spot and make a run this year. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see until, cause what the All Star Game is like in two weeks or so. I think that's why I reported on. Uh, previously in a prior podcast so hopefully i don't forget this time and they actually promote it because yeah i think the nfl purposely did not promote that's what i was trying to look for they didn't promote anything in regards to the pro bowl games on purpose i was like bruh yeah i mean i don't know why they would do that because you know i can only imagine how much money it takes to even put these things on yeah um it's just something strange maybe they want to phase it out because you know, it's a discussion across all these sports. You're playing this game for the fans, but there's always a chance of injury in these games. You know, you know, most of the time, you know, especially in the NBA, or, you know, players don't play defense. You, you just do what you want on scoring and whatnot and have a good time. But, you know, just playing a game, you know, you can be playing a game of pickup, you know, at the park. You never know, you know, you can just land wrong or roll your ankle and you're injured for you know the next couple of weeks no yeah i feel you because what what it is too like even like in the nfl or in i would say basketball too when they when, when they look back at your career they'll be like hey, let's say all right let's say you have like a long list of accolades you know that's like one of the things that they would mention like oh two-time all-star three-time pro, pro bowler you know things like that yep yep so i don't know it I think it's just for recognition, but they just want yeah. to give back to not just oh well he's a pro bowler and that's it. So they do yeah. they do I mean, something. Which is strange because, sorry, yeah, but it's you know it's strange because you have those accolades like similarly you have like in the NBA you have all NBA teams 
you know, all defensive teams. Um, you know, like these, you have these like awards or nominations at the end of the year anyway. Um, and it's just an extra thing just to get the fans involved. But sometimes it doesn't feel like that's what the game is for, you know, in the case of the Pro Bowl this year. It didn't seem like they promoted it, you know, after scoring or after voting, you know, I don't think it really engages fans to watch. Um, especially if it, you're voting for your favorite football player to play football and then they're doing all these other random things, um, like a field day. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know. No, yeah, I mean, it's up for debate. But, I mean, as long as the players are cool with it, then it's whatever. I, I don't pay their salary. Yeah. I'll go pay for the ticket. Yeah. But I'm not going to say I, I, I pay anything to them to do anything other than play the sport that they get paid for. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, moving on from the All-Star game, um, can you tell me one interesting thing that happened very recently in the NBA, Danny? Um, it's the biggest elephant in the room. Yep. Kyrie Irving gets traded to the Dallas Mavericks and the Brooklyn Nets. Ain't that some shit. Yep. Yeah, after a tumultuous summer uh, for Brooklyn where KD requested a trade, and at the end of the summer... Um, talking to the front office, he decides to stay with Brooklyn. Uh, Kyrie, you know, almost out of nowhere, asks for a trade. And then the day after says that he'll sit out games until he gets traded or he walks in, uh, in free agency at the end of the year. Uh, and only a couple of days after that, you know, he's moved to the Dallas Mavericks for uh, well, he moves with Marketh Morris for Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, and a handful of picks. Um, I think it's two first-round pick swaps and two first-round picks. Um, I think one is 2029, and the other was 2027, I believe. Um, but, yeah, um, to me, you know, there are a handful of other teams out there looking for Kyrie, including the Lakers, the Suns, the Clippers, um, who all all put in offers. Uh, I think Kyrie picked the worst team. Well, I guess he didn't pick, but the Nets picked the worst team for Kyrie to go to just to spite him. You know, he on the court, you know, he's a great player, but off the court, you know, he he's eccentric to say the least, you know, with controversial views, anti-Semitic uh, rhetoric here and there, doesn't believe the earth is round. <laughs> He already explained why that. Yeah. <laughs> he said he, he really loves yeah. he really loves theories. It's like why didn't you just say that instead of sounding like a crazy man? But please continue. Sorry. Yeah. No. Um. You know, to me, it seems like the worst fit for him to go to Texas. But then again, you know, maybe you never know. Dallas, Texas, might be the best place for him because I'm sure sixty percent of the population believe in the same thing that he believes. Bruh. Uh, a bunch of white people out all there. Right, don't know what all right, what about be. the basketball? Okay. How's it gonna fare with um? With Luka Doncic? Yes, Mr. Doncic. Yeah, so Kyrie and Luka, two ball-heavy players, um, both who you know typically play point. I don't know how they're gonna play together. Um, I think it's a similar situation as in Atlanta, where you have Trey Young and uh, Dejounte Murray. You know, two players, you know, DeJounte is not as ball heavy. He doesn't need to dribble as much to still produce and um, and make plays happen. Um, I think Luka is much more ball dominant. 
Um, Kyrie can still make plays, but he doesn't need the ball in his hand anymore um, to make those plays. But I think the big question is, Luka is the man in Dallas. Is Kyrie okay being the second guy below someone that he, you know, he might not perceive as that guy, you know, with KD, you know, they kind of entered the league around the same time. You know, they're big guys at the same time. And, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of respect there, but someone like Luka, much younger, you know, is kind of unproven. Will he be able to respect him enough for to let him handle and bring up the ball every game, you know, during practice and all those other things? Um, that's that's just a question of chemistry and you know, seeing if those two pieces fit together. I would just like to also add yeah, at some point they did play with James Harden as well. Oh yeah, I mean that was a blip in the system. I think James Harden, KD, and Kyrie played all of. No, eight to thirteen games together, something like that. Um, but I guess from the start, James Harden knew Brooklyn was a hot mess, and he wanted out as quickly as possible. Yeah, that's weird, huh? Yeah, it's weird how that happens, right? They invested all that money into these guys just for it not to work out. Like I, I think mm. I we we were talking off, off the podcast, and I told you I saw a post saying if you could describe this situation in one word, Danny, Danny, how would you describe it in one word? I would describe it as absurd. <laughs> and I'm asking, why would you say that? Yeah, I mean, the Bro- the whole Brooklyn Nets situation, you know, losing, trading all those picks for James Harden, losing him to Philly, and getting Ben Simmons and Seth Curry. Um, I mean, I think Andre Drummond was involved in that trade as well, but, um, but Seth Curry has been okay. Ben Simmons has been negative. You know, you, you you bought a brick bank for a bunch of money. Harden went to an arguably better team, and then you lose your your other guy, who first came to to Brooklyn um, to play with KD. You know, wanting out is it's just you know, it's a whole mess. It's a it's a hot trash can on fire. Bruh, <laughs> it's a hot trash can on fire in a dark alleyway on a snowy night. Yep, exactly. Damn, that sucks. And I mean, Brooklyn has done a good job. You know, props to um, to Jacques Vaughn to what he's done with the team. He's taking those young players and really made something out of them. You know, Sumner, uh, Nick's class, Nick Plastic, Claxton has um has had a great year so far. You know, Cam Thomas ever since uh, Kyrie, the Kyrie th- stuff um, has put up two forty point games. You know, it seems like. You know, their future is still bright, but will it come in time for KD to make a deep run? Or are they investing in something else and looking for for KD to go elsewhere? Um, I've heard rumors that every other team has called Brooklyn to ask if KD is now on the on the table um, for a trade. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. I think Brooklyn, I believe that Brooklyn has enough young guys if they're willing to tank for a few more years that with picks and whatnot and, you know, trading for maybe some younger players that, you know, not taking veteran minimums, but taking some young guys with a lot of upside, eventually in a couple of years, you know, they'll be contenders, um, even without KD. I mean, yeah, that, that Cam, Cam Thomas, right? 
think I yep. was posting him the other day, dude. He, he, a lot of people are high on him. I was like, damn, it's almost as if with no KD, no Kyrie, like no big name in front of anybody, like this probably was his team. This is probably his time to shine, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at, the, at the end of last year, um, even into the beginning of this year, when, um, when you know, KD was hurt or Kyrie were, were out here and there, um, Cam Thomas had a couple of big games. He had like a couple of 20-point games at the end of last year. I think he had a, a 30-point game, something like that. You know, He's someone who can shoot and create plays himself. And, you know, I'm sure at the time with Harden and Kyrie, he just didn't get enough minutes. And even with Kyrie, since they picked up Seth Curry, he still didn't get enough minutes. But now that he's been able to grab those minutes with um, Seth Curry, you know, on and off the bench and limited minutes and whatnot, he's really showing who he is and what kind of a player that he could be. So I'm happy to see that, especially such a young player. You know, it's great to see him have his time. And, you know, I hope he, he gets his full starter minutes and is able to shine. No, yeah, I mean, he, he's, I mean, it's only been two games. Um, like I said, we have to see what happens after the, the break. If, you know, he keeps this going or it's just a, a flash in the pan, you know? But like I said, it, yeah, you have I mean, to wait and see. Yeah, with two 40-port games, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, it's a little more than just a, a hot flash and um, he, he gets a little more consistency, even if he's not dropping 40-point games, you know. Um, if he's able to, to average, you know, 22, 25 points a game to the end of the season, that's amazing. Basically, you know, for, for someone so young. Basically, is he going to be the next Stephen Curry, who at an early part of his career was still developing his skills and slowly made his name in the NBA? Or is he going to be a next Jeremy Lin? Yeah, I mean, Basically. It, it can go somewhere in the realm of um, Derek Rose as well, you know. You never know. Injuries might riddle somebody or... Um, yeah, I mean, the same case as Jeremy Lin, you know, a little bit more, a little less injury prone. Um, he just disappeared. And just, yeah, he just disappeared, you know. People, I guess, heard or rumors spread about work ethic and here and there, and he just ended up going overseas. But um, Derek Rose is still in the league as a veteran, you know, molding these young guys for the Knicks. Um, but, yeah, the trade deadline ends this Thursday, so we'll see which moves are being made from... You know, as recording this podcast to to Thursday. No, yes, of um, course. We'll see what else happens. I know a lot of teams are looking to make a lot of moves. You know, it seems like there's seven, eight teams out there that are thinking that they're one piece away. You know, parity in the league is you know at an all time high. Anybody can take it. So, I think these win now teams. I think they're one piece away. Are gonna look for. You know, maybe not superstars, but that one last piece, maybe a young guy with a lot of upside. You know, like the Lakers with Rui Hachimura. You know, they, that was a great pickup, trading away Krenjic Nunn. Um, both players seem to be doing really well in their new roles. Uh, I think trades like that, something like that, you know, across the league will will happen between here and Thursday. No, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see because I was even hearing about the Kyrie thing too that it was a verbal agreement and it hasn't gone through yet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so he actually cleared his physical, and it seems to be official now. Oh, okay. Um, he's, I think uh, the the Mavs are shooting to have him play um, against the Clippers, which I believe is on Thursday as well. All right. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I, as of right now, the deal seems to have gone through. Okay, well, yippee! <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, it it, it just kind of like came out of nowhere, RKO out of nowhere, honestly. Just hey, I want to trade and send, and I want to go wherever. And all right, you're going to Dallas, which is already a good team. It's like, damn, bro, like send them somewhere that sucks. You know, do you want like you don't have to follow the script, bro? Like, come on. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is no script. If you ask LeBron James, yeah, he. Easy. If you ask LeBron, this is not how the script. Everything is a script to LeBron. <laughs> Yeah, uh, correction. Um, that Clippers game is actually tomorrow. Yeah, didn't they Wednesday. just play the Clippers? Uh, yeah. So uh, you know, this season, the NBA has changed up their the way that they schedule games. So you know, these teams are doing a lot of back to backs, especially in you know um, cities or states with multiple teams. So like teams will make an East Coast or West Coast run, and you know they'll play a handful of teams in the same division or around the same oh, local geographic okay. area. You know, to, this is all in an effort to, you know, cut down on emissions for players traveling by plane and whatnot and um, all that stuff. So, you know, a lot of teams are playing back-to-back games against the same team with maybe like one, two nights off or something like that. Bruh. I'm like, yeah, they just played the Clippers and they're not even in the same conference. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think. It's all in an effort to, you know, cut back on emissions and whatnot. You know, I kind of like it too because... It really gives teams a chance to feel out, especially, you know, when they're playing in the same conference, to feel out which teams that they do well in, in like a playoff series, right? So you're playing a team back to back with a couple of days off, you know, exactly how it would be in the playoffs, um, especially away, you know, you, you really get a feel for how you will perform and how the, that team will perform against you um, in a playoff run. All right, I like that. I get you. Yeah, but moving on, LeBron watch. Currently, as we are recording, the Lakers just went to halftime against the Oklahoma City Thunder, and LeBron is sixteen points away from breaking he, the all-time. He's score. gonna break it, he huh? Twenty points tonight. I think so. I mean, it seems like it because there's a lot of people in the building. Um, Kareem himself is in the building tonight. You know, there's a handful of other people, Jay-Z, Denzel Washington, LL Cool J. Damn. You know, a lot of people are there. I mean, I don't know who spread the word. Maybe it was LeBron himself well, saying he's trying to do it today. Well, because uh, I had written it down. Yeah, because he was either, he was going to do it this week. He was either going to be today against the Thunder or it'd be Thursday against yep. Milwaukee or it'd be Saturday at Golden State. So, yeah. So, my prediction before this was... That he was going to do it against Milwaukee. You know, a team that Kareem had previously played for. Um, against Giannis. You know, arguably, you know, one of the the best up-and-coming young players. Um, you know, it'd be like a, a meeting between old and new. You know, passing of the torch in a you sense. corny ass. You know, a new goat for this new generation. Corny ass. Um, yeah, but you know, you, like you said earlier, LeBron's all about the script. That would be the script for him. I you know? guess. Nah, he'd be like, I need my. There's a lot more history. He'd be like, there. I need my son to play with me, bro. Yeah, I mean, that's really what he's shooting for. But you know, I to me, you know, he's got 16 points to go. It's only halftime. He can definitely hit 36 points 
um, plus tonight, especially against Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, who don't play defense that well. But oh, even saying that, LeBron has 20. He is 16 points away. The score is 76 to 66. Lakers down 10. Um, so against a younger team um, that is seated higher, but but only by one loss. The Lakers are only seated lo- lower by one loss. Yeah. They should be doing much better than they are against this young team. You know, I mean, they, they Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, don't get me wrong, they have some great players. Josh Giddy, Shea Gidges, Alexander, who's having an all-star year. Um, Jalen Williams, both Jalen Williams, um, Lowell Dort. You know, they have some great players there, but they're all young pieces that should be mincemeat for this Laker team, you know, but... The Lakers also have very young a, players as well. Yeah, but we also have proven champions. We have Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, you know, these... These guys that should be able to cook the Oklahoma City Thunder um, as a young team. But uh, I think it's just chemistry. Yeah, no chemistry. Russell Westbrook is still on the chopping block. He's been on the chopping Um, block. (laughs) You know, yeah, but, you you know, him, he's currently in six-man-of-the-year conversations. What the fuck? Um, Are you joking? Yeah. You know, hey, you know we've gone over no, it. I know we've gone over a little bit of time on the NBA discussion. Are, are you joking me right now? No, I am not. Russell are Westbrook, as soon as he moved to the bench, has become the sixth man of the year leader. What the fuck? Nah, I don't believe you. I know I haven't yeah. been following basketball that much, but nah, I, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. No. Believe me, don't believe me. It is what it is. It's the truth. You're telling me he's busting uh, Carmelo Anthony, moving to the bench, and I mean, for some oh. injuries and being a better player? Yeah, I mean, Carmelo Anthony did not ever want to go to the bench, and he was forced to go to the bench. So and look what happened. In this case, Russell Westbrook what, chose to go to the bench. look what happened. He, he turned his career around for being a bench guy. So you're telling me yeah. this was going to... <laughs> nah, I don't believe you. You're joking. Yeah, I mean, it's the truth. All right. Um, I guess I got to believe you. Only because yeah, you're my, addition, only cause you're my um, friend, bro. <laughs> I mean, I guess the last thing to say um, is um, I think LeBron wants to hit the scoring record tonight because I didn't realize, but Dwayne Wade is also in attendance um, for this Lakers game. So it seems like everyone that he wants to is there. Both his sons are there. His family's there. Kareem is there. You know, it seems like tonight's the night for him, and I think he's going to go for it. So he's going to drop 40? I mean, I mean, you have yeah. to at this point. All you need to drop is 36. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, might as well. Yeah. That's why I was thinking, like, he needs to, he's but... just going to drop 40. 40, and then they're going to lose. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a couple of interesting facts about this scoring record. Uh, LeBron is 38. I think Kareem broke this scoring record um, when he was around the same age. Um, around 36 or something like that. Um, but... Kareem didn't come into the league as early as LeBron did. LeBron did straight out of high school. Kareem played four years of college. That's true. Um, Kareem made one three his entire career, um, where LeBron has made you know, thousands of threes. Um, so there, there's you know a couple of caveats to say that you know LeBron has a scoring record at this age, but 
I mean, it's something unbelievable for him to be doing at 38 and still scoring this much. Um, you know, it speaks to how well Kareem was doing, um, being an older player in the league at the time, not shooting threes, you know, still being like undefendable with the skyhook. Um, but LeBron on the other end, scoring consistently and having the type of career that he's had for 20 years and still at 38, you know, averaging close to 30 points a game since he's turned 38. Um, I think he's actually been averaging 34 points a game since he's turned 38. Uh, you know, it's it's amazing. No, yeah, I mean, I mean, this record's been hold, held up for a while. Um, I have a my notes right here. Um, Kareem, if you began his career in 1969, he played six seasons before heading to LA. Um, however, with LeBron, he has scored at least 36 points in nine out of 43 games he played so far this season. That's 20%. So there's a chance he could take it down. He's probably yeah. He's gonna take it down tonight, and and I, yeah, I think this is the first time they played the Thunder this year. Um, mm-hmm. but he did have a thirty-three points against OKC last season, and his twenty-eight point one um points per game average against the Thunder is eighth highest against any opponent. So, yeah, I think I think you are correct. I think he is gonna do it. So congratulations, Mister Mister James. You are the scoring leader. Good job. Yeah, and just to say a couple more things, really quick. You know, this year he he's become the you know the four time all time assist leader. Um, he scored forty points or more against every team in the franchise or every every NBA franchise. Um, you know, he's he's done a lot this year, and you know his sons are in attendance, uh, and I think he he wants to stay in the league to play with his sons create a, a legacy and a generational legacy hopefully um i think his goal is to play or make a deep playoff run um with his sons maybe win a championship um to to really you know hand the keys to the house you know to his kids um but we'll see you know this is a, a great great day great year for lebron um and congratulations mr james like you said if, if you don't make it lebron it's okay uh you do it next time thank you <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah, moving on here, uh, not out of this topic, but uh, just to go over some things. Um, four must-see games, really quick. Um, we got Dallas at the Clippers on Wednesday, uh, Saturday Philadelphia against Brooklyn, and then on Sunday we got Memphis versus at Boston on ABC at 2 p.m. Eastern. That should be interesting because right now they don't really like each other, so we might have a good game on our hands. Um, if you happen to have League Pass, uh, you could watch. Uh, what do we got here? Da, 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 da. No, 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 no. Oh, Friday, Dallas at Sacramento. Saturday, Chicago at Cleveland. And Danny, do you have anything else to add on? I got one more thing to say. It's very quick. But do you have anything else to say in regards to the NBA topic? Um, I got way too much to say, but I can save it for the next time I'm on. All right, for sure, for sure. But uh, all I got to say is watch out, referees. I'm watching you, bro. Don't be screwing this shit up no more. Everybody's watching these refs, man. Don't be screwing this shit up no more. I don't know if you... If, I'll just say real quick. The last episode, Danny, I don't know if you heard it, but I had a segment just basically talking to the referees and how they need to fix this because it's getting ridiculous. So we're watching you, bro. We're watching you. Yeah. As I uh, as I point to the imaginary referee in my room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we should adopt some of the FIBA rules, but we can talk about it next time. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I- I'm glad we were able to get some NBA news out of the way, Danny. But are uh, you ready to mm-hmm. step on forward? 
Yep. All right. So, in this week's warm-up topic, like I said very, very earlier on, um, Manchester City in the English Premier League is holding on to hearing a possible punishment from the league, and I believe the FA, for breaking financial rules over the span of nine years in which they broke these financial fair play rules around a hundred times in which in that span they have won the Premier League three times during that time period. So uh, the worst from least to worst case scenario, least case worst scenario is that they get a fine and then they probably lose out on or they get limited spending and you know they can't buy or they can't purchase people in a diff- in a specific transfer period which is okay do you, do you, do you follow what do you follow this Danny not really okay basically they, they spent too much money and weren't and basically they weren't supposed to and they've done that since like 2009 <laughs> mm. so there's no like luxury tax thing uh, uh, I'm not exactly sure but I know they spent a hundred thousand pound, hundred million, a hundred million pounds on a guy recently. So, um, holy. Yeah. So they spent they this they they got oil money. <laughs> so, wow. Um, That's crazy. They've been doing this for a while, and the worst case scenario. So I, I give you the the very least bit of punishment, which is more or less similar to what we're used here used to here in America. Correct. You know, you get fined. Mm-hmm. You get some sort of yep. restriction. Okay. Yep. So in soccer, specifically in Europe, where they do have promotion relegation, do you, do you see where this is going? I think they, so. Okay, so it's, it hasn't been 100% clear on how it's going to work, but it's either they're going to get points deducted, which will significantly drop them down into the relegation zone, which in the Premier League Division One of English soccer, bottom three go into relegation. So that would put them in the relegation zone. But what I'm also seeing too as well is that there's rumors that they're straight up just going to get kicked out of the division. And if anything, if they get kicked out of the division, I think they do go to division two. But even the second division, the championship, the championship division doesn't have to accept them. Wow. So it might go all downhill from here, which... It's just bonkers to me because we don't get that here in the United States where, you know, people get suspended or people are forced to sell, you know, things of that matter, you know. But Mm -hmm. I'm bringing this up because, like, here in the U.S., we have Major League Soccer where there is a salary cap. And in all other major American sports, there's a salary cap. So, Dan, I want to ask you. So, I I think you're a little bit smarter than me. So, I want to ask you. Do you think like a situation like this that it's good that there's a salary cap in sports or no? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it stops teams with big markets from just hoarding and pooling players. Um, you know, it it would just make the the whole sports world unfair, you know, those big teams, you know, like the Lakers, like the Celtics, like the Knicks, you know, big market teams be able to pull players with unlimited money and you know where would it leave you know a team like the spurs or a team like you know the portland trailblazers you know they would never get any players you know with with any significance other than you know maybe some hometown heroes here and there um from playing 
with them and praying for them with any type of you know conviction. You know, these salary caps are there so that you protect competition. You know you, you know they're also there so that you know you can kind of limit how much money is being spent on individual player you know, by proxy by limiting how much in total you can spend. Um, and you know I think it's there as a safeguard. You know they always end up expanding these caps anyway uh, because. Everyone's making more money. Yeah, because then the teams want, want the teams want to spend more. They're like, "Well, I want to get him." Exactly. And they're like, "Well, he's worth this." And it's like, "Well, I can't even buy him because you already set up these these regulations that just do not work." Like, um, yeah, and oh, I think eventually those those teams and all those leagues, you know, you hit a point where you have to continually expand that cap anyway. But you only do so when it seems like it's a fair time for everybody. Yeah. Like in the NBA currently, you know, every team has some kind of all-star on there or, you know, all-star caliber player, you know, superstar caliber player. So, you know, I think this year they're discussing a a salary cap increase and, you know, a a move up from the limit to to make the luxury tax apply only at higher limits of the cap. So moving it up now seems fair, but I think sports all across – um, the world need to do something like that. It'd be interesting to have something like a, uh, a penalty to to relegate some teams. You know, down like can you imagine an NBA or an NFL team being moved into a different league? <laughs> you know, to the XFL oh or to gosh. the G League. That will be the day. You know, day. having players move back and forth that'd be insane. You know, that will be the day. Um, but yeah, but you know, having something in. In place like that, really makes things fair. Um, I like it. You know, sometimes you know I can argue the caps are too low or too high, um, and super teams still exist and whatnot. But yeah, we we had that problem for like in like the mid 2010s where it was like, well, LeBron James goes to Miami and KD went to yep. fucking Golden State. Went to Golden State. And then and then we just had Golden State and Cleveland playing back and forth, back and forth for years. Well, I mean, they um, were the best teams. What are you gonna do? You know. And even yeah, exactly. then, but even you then know, around like, that time when Golden State was going, what, they lost to Cleveland that one year, and they're like, all right, well, yeah. we're missing a piece. All you need, all they needed was yeah. one piece of consistency, and that one piece of consistency was named Kevin Durant, and that's how they took it. Yep. But, yeah. I, but, you know, I think that's where, you know, to prevent these super teams from forming and whatnot, that's where, you know, your commissioners and whatnot have to step in and say, like, you know, this is going to make it unfair. You know, we've seen these teams together for, you know, however many years already. You know, this is the fourth year that we see them meeting in the finals. You know, something's got to change. But, you know, sometimes, you know, Adam Silver, you know, he had his own way of doing things. You know, things leveled out themselves because, you know, stars, too many stars can't be in the same place. You know what happens? They form a black hole. You know, just like, just like in reality, you know. Art imitates life and here, there, and whatnot. So things even out eventually. But those are some boring, boring years to see and guess who was going to make it to the NBA Finals. No, I mean, like like in the MLS, for example. I'm a soccer guy. There, There is yeah. a hard salary. There's hard. There's like literally tiers of spending. There's general allocation money. There's team allocation money. And then there's designated player money. Which, if you can tell which one's lowest to highest, obviously, is designated player, which right now, 
um, I believe it's at 1.2, 1.5 or 8 million to be a DP designated player. So mm-hmm. you get three, and you got Tam deals. Tam guys are are probably the golden ticket because you're you're not paying too much, you're not paying too little for a guy. You know, and you got your your general allocation where you're probably looking at. Oh, I don't know. It's it, it's changed. So I think at some point it was at maybe a hundred thousand, which isn't a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for Tam, you're 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 skipping around that seven hundred to nine hundred thousand, and then yeah, Tam. Well, that's like oh, dang, it like it, it's fluctuated a lot. So it does it is hard for me to give you a correct number but yeah once you go over one mil you're in that like high spending caliber where it's like okay that's cool which the formula has worked but due to the league expanding and promoting itself i feel like the quality has kind of dipped to the point where it's like okay well we want to spend more to get better players which they haven't pulled the trigger on yet because there was a rumor they were gonna have a force dp but they never did it and that was like in 2018 2019 so it's been a couple of years now, and now the league is at like 29 teams. And you, you might say you diluted the product almost, but the MLS is full of parity due to this concept. So it it has worked, but I don't know how long it's going to work with this low low cap, hard cap of general spending of, well, here's your general money that you can spend on a guy. Here's your TAM deal. So basically, if you spend all your TAM money, that's it, you know? Do you get what I'm saying now? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's very strictly regulated, which I think they, they yep. should not get rid of it, but expand upon it, and hopefully you would see a better product on the field. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's one strategy. Um, yeah. You know, it's interesting seeing how these leagues, you know, enforce you know, their shadow crafts and whatnot. Yeah. Um, like, I remember a couple of years yeah, ago, yeah, I, I'm sorry, but I didn't mean to cut you off, but I remember the NFL, I think when we were like, me and you were in like in middle school, like I think the NFL, mm-hmm. yeah, they went on strike for a bit because the teams were, were just out of pocket with the spending and they yeah. did implement a salary cap, which I mean, it's a super duper high salary cap, but they were just too much spending, too much movement in the league, too much money was being thrown around everywhere. They're like, all right, we got, we got to hold up on this, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to, like, talk about it with you because I know you, you know how to crunch some numbers better than I can. And I think you would yeah. understand this topic a little better. I mean, the numbers don't always have to make sense, you know. It just has to make sense enough so that the organizations make money. But um, I agree that, you know, having these salary caps and, you know, a lot of these caps and these rules only came into place when these players and whatnot got a little bit more power um, going on strike, um, you know, forming uh, player unions and whatnot and having player associations. You know, you forget that, you know, these athletes are, you know, they're people too. They're making a lot of money, but, you know. There's a business. Doing the same thing. They're putting in twice the amount of work. Yeah, it's a business. There's a business involved. Um, They're clocking in. You know, they're putting their bodies on the line and whatnot. So, you know, they have to secure, you know, their livelihood um but at the same time the teams have to you know make money and the organization has to make money people gotta make decisions um, yeah i mean like uh, if a guy gets yeah, hurt if you don't work out 
but at the same time, it's yeah. like, all right, he he got he got hurt or he didn't work out. Like, what are we gonna do about it? Like, it's all about making not just the right decision, but the the most logical decision. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> do you have anything else to talk about in this warm up topic for today? Um. No. All right. I think that's it. It's interesting the way that they implement these caps and whatnot. No, yeah. But it seems like all these teams have kind of found a middle ground um, that eventually will will work out for them. Well, too bad for Man City. We have to see if they get kicked out of the league. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, ain't that some shit. But uh, yeah, um, I hope everybody kind of enjoyed that little financial talk, salary cap talk there. I thought it was just interesting. I'm like, well... What can we do for the warm-up? So I just kind of threw it in there. I knew we'd have a good talk on it. So I, th- I think it worked out pretty good. Yeah. Huh, but yes, winding down in our programming, we're now in the rundown, the rundown, the rundown, in which we do discuss very shortly um, quick sports topics that are currently happening or going to happen, in which you know we just give a quick summary on what's, what's popping. Um, to start us off here, the MLS is, depending on when you're listening, about less than 16 days until the start of the season. But the real news, um, around February 15th to I think about the 18th, is is when you're about to see the um, MLS jerseys drop. Um, some of them have kind of already leaked. They look okay-ish. But, I mean, I'm worried that some of them ain't going to be popping because some of these jerseys are hit or miss, Danny. So... I'm hoping for a good jersey, yeah. jersey launch from the MLS this year. Um, and more soccer news. Uh, the NWSL, their schedule is supposed to drop sometime this week. Um, so if you're listening to this like around Thursday, uh, look up on the NWSL website, their Instagram, their Twitter, wherever. Uh, their schedule should be up, so go check it out. Should be. Starting in the spring, I think I believe so. Uh, there was no more detail upon that. Upon that, it should be released this week. Um, I don't know if anybody remembers when I started talking earlier. Uh, I said there was two omissions: the Pro Bowl, and there was a second thing in which I forgot. And I promised myself I wouldn't forget, but I forgot. In which the FIFA Club World Cup has started, and the one lone American MLS club to ever make it, Concacaf team to ever make it to the Club World Cup. Was eliminated. The Seattle Sounders lost 1-0 to, I think they're called Ali Hala. I think that's how you say it. Sorry for my pronunciation. Um, they lost their game. If they would have won, they would have played Real Madrid, which would have been really interesting to see. We would have seen where what level we were at in regards to European football. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, they did lose. I saw a portion of the game. I saw it towards the end where uh, the Ali Hala did score like in the 87th minute. Oh, it was a shocker. But you can tell these guys are, they haven't played since December-ish. No, November, because they didn't make the playoffs. Seattle didn't make the playoffs. They haven't played since, like, November. So, they're still in, like, preseason form. I think they were they were missing one of their designated players. So, unfortunately, they they did lose. And better luck next time. So, yeah, bummer. But, yeah, sorry I forgot to mention that last time, everybody. Um, And some more news in regards to what I like. The AUDL, the old... The American Ultimate Disc League, uh, their schedule did drop this week. Um, you can catch those games on Fox Sports 2 or FS2, uh, in which they are bringing back Game of the Week. So if you love some Frisbee disc, um, go check it out. It's highlight heavy. Um, 
I, I find it interesting. So, I mean, Dan, I don't know about you if you like some Frisbee, but you should go check it out. It's, it's basketball and soccer-esque. So it's me, my and your sport kind of coming together in a way. Yeah, I mean, I love playing Ultimate Frisbee. I'll give it a watch. No, yeah, man, go check it out, everybody. Um, yeah. Very, very soon, the XFL starts in about a week and a half. Uh, so if you like your, if you like more, if you need more football after the Super Bowl, uh, go check that out. Uh, and the United States Football League, the schedule did drop this week. So if you're interested, go check it out. Um, yeah, we're doing another kind of house cleaning in here again, like last week. So sorry if it's just me spitting out facts very, very quickly. If that's not your cup of tea, I apologize. Um, dang it, I had it with me. Where is it at? It's under and receive. Uh, oh, here we go. Week one for the USFL. Uh, we got the stars at the showboats on Saturday, April 15th. And then we also have the generals at the stallions on April 15th. Uh, on Sunday, the 16th of April, it's uh, the Panthers versus the Gamblers. And then on that same Sunday, we got the Maulers versus the Breakers. So if you need more football, go check it out there at the USFL and the XFL. Um, this past weekend, I don't know if you know about this, Danny, but we had some NASCAR in our city, by the way. At the Yes, the clash at the Coliseum. I saw that promotion. <laughs> it was interesting. Um, it was on Sunday in which uh, Martin Truex Jr. won uh, NASCAR's return to L.A. at the Memorial Coliseum for its op season opening exhibition race. Um According to analysts and media people that I was looking up, it was a, a sloppy Sunday night extravaganza in which, uh, apparently according to this article that I found this quote from, the halftime show with Wiz Khalifa was probably the most entertaining thing of the night. Uh, apparently there was a lot of uh, yellow flags and stoppages in the race in which those yellow flags don't count as a lap. So it was yeah, a bumper cars It out makes there. sense for such a small lap. You know, or such such a small course, you know, there'll be a lot of caution for for these drivers and uh, these cars not to hit each other and uh, cause a big accident. It was basically, to my understanding, like bumper cars, but with cars that go two hundred miles per hour. Yeah. In which um, the track, to my knowledge, is what like a mile and a half. I think it's a mile and a half. So basically, the size of like a track and field course, except there's no banks. Yeah. So it makes it not slower, mm -hmm. but congested in which I, I forgot what driver yeah. said it but they were getting bumped so much that their steering wheel came off <laughs> man that is crazy yeah so um moving forward uh in about a week and a half i think i wrote it down somewhere um they got the daytona 500 so looking forward to that i think oh february 19th uh the the cup series opens yeah daytona international speedway a week from wednesday to begin preparations uh for yeah the basically opening of the season so yeah if you love some nascar go check it out on fox once again daytona 500 from daytona beach florida uh so yeah go check it out i used to love me some nascar back in the day so that's why i included it here look see i know my sports danny i know it's popping yeah until i forget something <laughs> which i probably did today but yeah i feel like we covered a lot today we did cover a lot today but uh, yeah, Danny. Um, I mean, that's all I got on here. Do you have anything else to say in regards to anything? Yes, I. I'm gonna say as of right now, with four minutes and fifty seconds approximately left in that 
third quarter, LeBron is six points away from breaking the all-time scoring record. Oh, yeah, he's going to break it. Congrats, LeBron James. You did it. Yeah, congrats, LeBron James. Unless yeah. he gets... He's got a whole... He's got a whole nearly five minutes left in the third. Unless he gets he's hurt. He's got the whole fourth quarter. Unless he gets hurt. No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they keep patting back to Kareem, and he just seems nervous. I don't know if he's happy, nervous. Oh, sad to see his scoring title go. He's held it for so long. Um, but, uh... Yeah, I mean, it really is a, you know, a changing of the guard. Hello? Are we having connections issues? Of course it would happen at the end. <laughs> yeah, I think it happened at the end. Robert. It's all good. My internet, my internet is working properly. I think one of my cables just got a little loose again. But, uh, yeah, I mean... I'm hoping that, I mean, this is going to be historic either way, so congrats for LeBron James on doing something that people might not see for, I don't know, what, you want to say another 30, 40 years, maybe? Oh, yeah, no, probably not, not until maybe another, like, 20, 30 years. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yep. But, uh, yeah, um, is that everything you got? Yeah, that's everything I got. How, how do you think it went, Danny? How, how do you think your return on here went tonight? Yeah, I like it. Um, I think maybe we went a little long in the NBA stuff, but we had a lot to talk about. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I'll be excited to come back. I got a little more to say. All right, for sure, for sure. But uh, yeah, I guess I'll start wrapping things up here. Um, thank you for listening to Rambling Runoff. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, please hit that like button. Also hit the subscribe button and follow us there. Uh, if you're on Spotify... Give us a good review. Stitcher, thank you. Shout out to Stitcher. Shout out to Apple Podcasts. Shout out to Google Podcasts. I don't know. All the other podcasts of platforms. Thank you for people listening on there. Uh, if you want to hear more from us on the socials, hit us up on Twitter at Rambling Runoff. Uh, also on Instagram at Rambling Runoff. We're also on Twi- on TikTok where we do occasionally post stuff. So look up Rambling Runoff on there. Uh, for Danny Tan. I've been your host, Robert Rios. See you guys next time. Peace out. Woo!